We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Happy Valentine's Day. What's up, Broncos country? What's up, Tom? How we doing? All doing well, other than, uh, you know, packing up, like I told you, packing up to move, getting, uh, got a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Happy Valentine's day, Tom on Valentine's day, Tom's wife asked him to get out of the house. So Tom is packing up. He's getting ready to go. (laughs) He's hitting the, hitting the road. No, Tom's getting ready to move. It's truly the off season. If you're moving houses, if we're talking NFL draft, we're talking Bronco contract extensions, talking rookie quarterbacks, mocks. Hall of Fame, all that, and much more to come in tonight's MHI. But before we do that, let's say what's up to some of the fellas out here in the stream. I was off last week, missed you guys, was doing some volleyball, some girls coaching girls volleyball. We had a blast. But, David, we missed you, man. Good evening, everyone. Uh, this crap with Russ is like watching a bad soap opera. And that's just it, David. It's There's lots of drama right now, right, when you're talking about the Denver Broncos, the quarterback position. Let's back up just a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Tom, what did you make of Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas? The damn Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back world champions. I hated it. I hated it. It's terrible. <laughs> That's the only terrible. thing I could say. I just can't. I hated every minute of it. I hated that I was rooting for the 49ers, too, to, to beat them. But I, it's worse that the Chiefs won. I just, uh, it, it, was, it was painful. Yeah, I completely agree. It was painful because I feel like America was a lot like my family on the Super Bowl where we're sitting on the couch and we're screaming at the TV. What are you doing? You can't leave this much time and opportunity in the hands of one Patrick Mahomes, you know, three-time Super Bowl champ, three-time Super Bowl MVP, defies all the odds, quickly chasing Tom Brady, right? And that crazy conversation everyone likes to have these days about the GOAT. Uh, very frustrating when you look at how that game ended, especially if you're a 49ers fan, which we all were at least for Sunday, but news comes out of San Francisco today. Tom, Steve Wilkes is out as defensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan officially running over and backing that bus up over Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator out of San Francisco. He's out. What do you make of the surprise move? It was interesting. I, I, I was surprised, but you know, the, <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know why. It seemed like he had a pretty solid year coaching the defense. Had a pretty solid game. You know, he couldn't stop them at the end, but a pretty solid game overall. <laughs> Held them to some, to very few points. I don't know. It just seemed, seemed a lot. The thing that bothered me about it was, why wasn't? I, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan just can't learn his lesson about deciding mm-hmm. that in the Super Bowl in the second half, let's just abandon the run kind of thing. So that was interesting. I think with Kyle, you see a lot of paralysis by analysis. That's exactly at least how I viewed it. Um, Kyle's a smart guy. Everyone talks about, you know, the Shanahan tree and and this level of preparation and intelligence. And I believe that 
Um, yeah. It's not just lip service. I think we see that. We, we see the coaching tree. We see the success. We see the opportunities that it brings. I did see today out on social media, apparently Nick Bosa is saying that the 49ers weren't prepared for the read option, which I haven't gone back and watched the film, but I'm pretty sure the Chiefs only did that like once or twice <laughs> the entire game. Runs. Probably the most important time on that fourth down, right? Yep. But, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan called a timeout in overtime. And it's being suggested or speculated that he absolutely hated the cover zero call that was out there that Steve Wilkes put out there. Coach was yeah. screaming in the headset. We could all go back to that. But uh, look, Kyle's got some stink on his name right now for all the success that he's had in the NFL, for all the success he's had in his career. Uh, you know that he makes his dad proud. And I, I, I mean that. That's not sarcastic. I think Mike is very proud, Mike and Peggy, of their son, Kyle. Uh, but man, to lose twice in overtime the only overtimes in super bowl history after having a double digit lead it's haunting tom yep yeah it was it was interesting because you know i was i kind of just joked about it a little bit on twitter like is he gonna learn his lesson and run the ball uh, in the second half and he really didn't it was it was strange came out six straight passes some of them had to happen because you know they got behind in the you know on the yard line and everything, but still that was, it was strange. I think if you think about it, if you look at say, say he had come out running the ball, would the chiefs had enough, had enough time at the end, you know, had they ran it instead of just going three and out three and out uh, ran some of that clock off it's second, you know, you got hindsight's 2020 or whatever, but it just seems strange, especially coming from the Chanahan tree, so to speak, and the relying on the running game so heavily especially during the year and then to come out in the second half and do it. It just was strange. It was strange. So it was it, odd. It and then it, it was odd. You look at the box score, right? And Christian did technically get 22 attempts on the ground for 80 yards, but it was the manner in which the play calls were either when they were called or when they weren't called. It just felt like they, things were so random after Christian fumbled the ball on that first offensive series. It's almost like the Niners went into Kyle specifically on the offensive headset went into, okay, it's on me. I've got to, I've got to show the world that I can outsmart uh, Spags and right. look, give Spags his flowers, Super Bowl champ, right? Back to back three times Super Bowl champ. Um, I still don't think he's the greatest defensive coordinator in the world. I know that's an unpopular opinion. I think he had some exceptional talent this year. I think he had a lot of underrated players on that defensive side of the ball. But Kyle Shanahan, man, it's while I want to have compassion for the human being, I was screaming so much at my television thinking, man, what did we not? What did we learn yeah. four years ago? You know, what did we learn from the Atlanta mess? It, it's just it's super frustrating when you look at it. We're talking Super Bowl leftovers, Tom. I did have a couple of notes here on this pad I wanted to get to you. Um, favorite Super Bowl commercial? I'd yeah. love to hear yours. <laughs> Broncos country, I'd love to hear yours. Let's open it up in the chat. I'll give you mine real quick. I'm a, I'm a cheesy guy, right? So the agent State Farm with Arnold and DeVito, yeah. I was all about it. I was all about it. I was here for that. I'm five years old. That type of humor. Sign me up. Agent State Farm. Yeah. Yeah, that one was good. I, I was really, I thought it was a kind of a lackluster uh, commercials for the Super Bowl this year. I didn't, none of them really popped out. Like I was like, whoa, that was a great one. Uh, I kind of got a chuckle about the the little kid, the babies playing pickleball. That was kind of funny, but yeah, <laughs> none of them really stood out to me, which was kind of weird. <laughs> Now, it, yeah, it's tough, man. And, you know, like the halftime show, I didn't like it, right? I didn't like it. But no, I didn't I, care I, for it either. I don't think I really like any halftime show. It's Maybe it's just me. I don't like halftime shows, I think, is where I'm at. I did like when it was Dre and Eminem and Snoop. And, I mean, that I loved it. I absolutely loved all that. But it, I'm not in it for that. I know some people, they really are. But, you know, Lord knows I can't dance and sing like that. Look at David, <laughs> Papa Bear coming in. Good evening, Broncos country. Luke, Tom, Dylan, and Diggins Scott. I am torn between McCarthy and Knicks. I like them bo both. Hashtag Buckham, MHH for life, and Broncos for life. Yeah, David, that's a good thing. That's a good problem to have because, Tom, I see it all over social media, and I'm trying something new, folks, in 2024, right? New year, new me, everybody. Yay! <laughs> um, I'm trying to be less reactive on social media, right? I'm trying to be a little bit more of an adult. 
So I think, David, your point right here, you can like more than one prospect, folks. It is okay. I see so much on social media on X or whatever it is I got to say. Oh, no, I'm a J.J. McCarthy guy. Bo Nick sucks. He sucks. I don't want him because I like blah, blah, blah. No way. You have to like multiple players. You have to be able to grade these guys. Sean Payton is in a room right now with scouts and his coaching staff putting together a plan on how he ranks these quarterbacks. Tom, is it okay to like more than one in the first round? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you to answer this really um, between McCarthy and Nick's. For me, I'm looking at, I, I would say, if they don't have an option, like if they're going to start their rookie at, at year one, like if they're going to start the, the quarterback next year, I would go with JJ, JJ McCarthy. I think both have, you know, mm. pluses and minuses, but I think he may be a little bit more ready to step in than Bo Nix uh, to actually play. Uh, really? In the NFL Why? Level. Why? Considering their experiences are so different. I'm, I'm curious. And David, thank you so much, man. And, yeah, and Tom's you. talking about JJ McCarthy. Liking J.J. McCarthy, quarterback out of Michigan, a little bit more than Oregon's Bo Nix. And, folks, Tom is obviously referencing the article up at milehighhuddle.com right now in which ESPN draft analyst Field Yates has mocked J.J. McCarthy, quarterback from Michigan, to the Denver Broncos at number 12. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, to answer your question, I really don't. I mean, I haven't studied either one in depth or anything. I just remember watching Bo Nix. And I've said it in here before, like they're holding up the coverages for him. Like he doesn't have, he didn't have to read a defense on his own. They had big signs on the sideline telling him it's cover two, cover three, whatever it was. was. And I just feel like JJ McCarthy maybe had a little bit more uh, pro influence, you know, with the, uh, with his coaching and how they played and things like that at Michigan. I don't know. I, that's just my initial impression. If they're going to start them year, year one, McCarthy's kind of the maybe the safer bet. I don't know. Um, and I like McCarthy too a little bit more. He's younger. So you've got if you got to develop both of them, you've got more time to develop um McCarthy, but it's a few years. So, you know, quarterbacks are lasting a lot longer. So that's probably not a huge negative. But I I am just kind of leaning towards McCarthy a little bit more than Bonix. Yeah, it's interesting because yesterday PFF Pro Football Focus, they're mocking Drake May. <laughs> to Denver, having the yeah. Broncos trade up. That's right. Sean Payton moving all the way up to number two with Washington. The Broncos would need to give up their number 12 overall pick, a 2025 first rounder, a 2025 second rounder, and a 2026 first rounder. That article is also up at milehighhuddle.com. And man, that's a that's a lot of draft capital, right? Obviously, there's yeah. not player compensation in that projected mock draft. Drake May in Denver. How do I feel about that? It excites the hell out of me. It really does. I, I'm, I like multiple quarterbacks. I like Drake May. Uh, I've liked Jaden Daniels very early. He's my favorite guy. I'm not sure. 
man, I'm thinking he's going to climb up people's boards a lot after this combine here in a couple of weeks. Um, we're going to get a lot better of an idea of, of which teams like who. I know Scott's on the hunt right now, Nick too, right? The Falcons, the Raiders, the Vikings, all teams looking to move up. Um, just one of those teams in the top 10 right now. I think it's the number eight overall pick with Atlanta, Scott, if I'm not mistaken. But it's just like, oh, come hell or high water, Sean Payton had damn well better draft a quarterback in the first round, Tom. Broncos country is ready. They need it. Yeah, and the, the problem with it is, you know, with all these rumors about teams needing to move up for a quarterback, that's just going to make it harder to move up. They're going to have to offer more, I think. You're going to have competing offers. We're in a, in a, you know, a year where, you know, there isn't a lot of need for quarterback in the top and there's not a lot of, you know, maybe few options. You maybe not ha- you can get away with trading less, but that's the problem. You, does the do the Broncos have enough to move up right now uh versus other teams out there that can move up as well. So it's going to get real interesting. And I don't, I just, I just don't know. I mean, I saw someone say that the, uh, the Broncos are going to move all their chips in, you know, they're going to move them all in this year. And I just like, there's not a lot of chips to work with is the problem. It's tough, right? Because you're not at a point as an organization where you can take any risk. You've already taken so many risks. It's time to pay the piper. Just like our guy Mike is always in here paying us love, support, generous time. We really appreciate you, Mike, because Lord knows we need it. Pray for the Kansas City Chiefs fans involved in today's shooting at the Super Bowl championship. Yeah, folks, I I hate to break any news. Hopefully everybody's seen this, something we don't like talking about, something no one wants to experience or see. But obviously 10 10 to 15 people were injured. At least one person was killed in today's shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade. And thoughts and prayers with those uh, who have been affected. It's it's something that you hate, Tom. I I just I'm speechless. I'm tired of this becoming a norm. And Michael, we really appreciate you leading the campaign for thoughts and prayers out there to everyone in Chiefs Kingdom from Broncos country. Yeah, it's just, it's a sad thing. Anytime this happens, it's extremely sad. And you know, there's just, it just you don't. I don't even know what to do, right? Like, where do you? How do you fix this type of thing? Um, there's a lot of, a lot of issues that you know, political and everything else. It's so it's it's just a sad sad situation all around and anytime this happens it's extremely sad yeah and you know that's why we enjoy sports because we try to get away from some of these these serious things in life right and then these tragedies happen in a place where they shouldn't because it's supposed to be a sanctuary it's supposed to be an escape and i know that's how we feel about this show and i know that's why we're so privileged and blessed that y'all support our show and allow us to bring our lip flapping every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Mountain here on MHI. He is Thomas Hall. I'm Luke Patterson. Reach out to Tom on X at Thomas Hall NFL. You're truly at Luke Patterson LP. News in Broncos country or Broncos land, as John Elway would once say. And you know what? Real quick, speaking of John Elway, Tom, I don't know if you heard, right? Uh, Wood got in a little trouble with Broncos country. Supposedly, they didn't like him handing off the Lombardi trophy to the Kansas city chiefs. What say you Tom? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was already in the works, right? So it's kind of, he got stuck doing it and he even came out and said he'd rather hand it to the 49ers, but you got to do what your job is. You, you've been tasked to hand the, the trophy to the winner and that's what you did. And I think it had to do with the uh, anniversary of the MVP or something like that. I think it was him and Larry Zonka 50th and 25th. Mm. If, something like that. I can't remember exact why they were doing it. So they, they were chosen to be out there. So, you know, you got to do your job and go give it to him. But um, I'm sure it did not sit well with him and a lot of Broncos country. It didn't sit well with, but for me, I, I mean, they won kudos to them. I hate it. I hate that he handed them the trophy, but that's the way it goes. I wasn't even watching by then. If I'm being completely honest, like, the the touchdown scored, I turned the TV off, right? I wasn't 49ers fan who broke my TV or anything, but I turned it off. I'm like, okay, I'm <laughs> I'm done. I'm ready to go to bed, watch something else. You know, like I'm not gonna watch this team celebrate. Like, really, Broncos country, that's what you're doing at the end yeah. of the Super Bowl. You want to watch them get the trophy, you want to watch them celebrate. Yeah. And I've got news for you folks. 
John Elway's been known to have a couple cold pops. He was looking like he was feeling good to me. I don't think he was genuinely happy that the Chiefs won. I think he was having a good time. You're in a rare moment. You're around something special. You won two of those. You're you were a Super Bowl MVP. Why the hell wouldn't you say yes to that opportunity? I think anybody would. And oh, by the way, he's John Elway. He's done more for the Denver Broncos than any human being alive. He kind of gets that pass. He can kind of do whatever the hell he wants yep. when it comes to passing out that trophy. Just like our guy Gary, GLP could do whatever the hell he wants on this show because he's been rocking with us since day one, a 999 Super. All right, guys, it's pick 12. Oh, and JJ and Bo are still on the board. Who do you like? Man, that is a tough one. I know that Tom's going with uh, JJ. I think I got to go Bo Nix. I'm not in love with Bo Nix. I like his experience. I like his upside just a touch more than J.J. McCarthy's right now. That being said, I think J.J. McCarthy has more talent than Bo Nix. But the big one for me is the, that processing skill, Gary. Which quarterback can process information quickly? Which quarterback can retain information short-term and long-term? That's the big question. I like it with Jaden Daniels. These two, J.J. and Bo, man, that's a tough one, Tom. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I thought uh, I'd give the nod to J.J. McCarthy just if they're starting year one, he can step in easier. And I haven't, I, I'll admit, I haven't went and watched him in depth. It's just from watching the games, you know, seeing yep. uh, seeing them play on TV without without going through film or anything like that over and over again to see who who I would prefer. I just, from what I saw watching the film, I just kind of leaned towards McCarthy. Uh, and, but... I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to say that either one is bad or good. Like they both could end up being good players in the NFL. Both of them could end up being busts, you know, because that happens every year. There's a quarterback taken first round ends up not working out. So uh, I just lean to him towards McCarthy a little bit more, mostly because I think he's more, a little bit more pro ready, just, you know, pro style offense, Harbaugh, it just, you know, maybe he can step in a little quicker because right now, I mean, if we're looking at this team and we're going to get into the whole Russell Wilson thing, you you got Stidham right now. And that's, that's your guy. Like if you can get a rookie that can come in and outplay him right out of the gate, you might as well start. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mm, Broncos are going to get a retread quarterback in here. They're going to have three. They're going to have a first-round rookie quarterback. They're going to have Jarrett Stidham, and then they're going to have some slappy. I don't know if that slappy is going to be like Jameis Winston. I don't know if that slappy is going to – you name them. That's, that's going to be – what, A.J. McCarron, I think I saw, got released by the Bagels today. I don't know. It's going to be the next kick-the-can-down-the-road kind of guy, but that's okay when you have a rookie first-rounder. And isn't it exciting that we get to have this conversation here on Valentine's Day, a Valentine's Day edition of MHI. He is Thomas Hall. I am Luke Patterson. Scott with us as well. And David Yonkin, he's coming in hot. Thank you for the support. I thought that JJ hasn't had to throw a lot at Michigan because they ran so much. Would you trust him to win the game? Uh, that's tough, right? You're looking for a killer, David. I see what you're you're looking at there. You're looking for a guy you could throw it on his back, but you also have to look for the ultimate team guy, the guy that's willing to win by any means necessary, win ugly. 
Um, hell, around here in Broncos country, we don't have the luxury to pick our wins and how we want them. We just want wins around here. Remember when we were so happy to almost be 500? Me too. That was a few weeks ago. <laughs> I, I would like a winning record. I would like a postseason berth. And yep. it's really, really tough when you're looking at these quarterbacks, David. And and it's so fascinating to see guys all over the board, professionals all over the board. Field Yates saying J.J. McCarthy mocked to the Broncos at number 12. You can read about it over at milehighhuddle.com. That's today. Uh, yesterday, Pro Football Focus is mocking Drake May to the Denver Broncos in a trade with Washington at the number two pick. I mean, Tom, here we go, baby. It's mock draft season. Yeah. Yeah, it's the I have not done a mock draft yet. I like to I like to do it. I used to do it all the time. When I was a kid, I loved to like get the draft magazines. It was before the internet uh, and the simulators and stuff. And I'd get the sporting news and the you know Did you get those by pigeon or marrier, mail carrier? How'd you get those, Tom? Yes, <laughs> by mail would come in by mail, <laughs> or I'd find them at a store. You happen to go, and I, I would you know try and write down my mock draft and everything. It's fun. I haven't done one this year. I'm not. I'm not into it as much as I used to be, but this is the season when we're, I mean, no, nobody does the draft like the NFL. It does. It's an exciting time. There's always this hope that something big is going to happen in your team who the Broncos are our team that haven't gone anywhere in the last seven years. Are they going to get that one piece that kind of pushes them into contention again? So it's exciting, but uh, yeah, I don't, I, it's very unpredictable of these uh, these quarterbacks, I think, in this year's draft. I think there's some of them that people think are going to go in the first round that maybe th- second, late second, even third rounders. I, I don't know. I mean, like, like Penix is one of those that he, he can go anywhere, right? Like, you never know where he's going to end up. Uh, Bo I Nicks, do. People- he's going to end up in the injury room. That's where he's going to end up. He would fit perfectly with a Broncos tight end. I mean, it's... Uh- Cecil came on right just a couple weeks ago, right from the senior bowl and talked to us about it. And um, look, man, some of those concerns with Penix, I'm scared off by him. I really am. Maybe I just don't see it. And I've been wrong before. We were talking about that, Tom, before the show went live and right before Scott, right before you came on too, man. And I'm like, man, sometimes I just feel like I want to make fun of this quarterback or that quarterback. And then I think of every time I was wrong on a first rounder that I really liked. Right. And I'm thinking specifically, I brought up Zach Wilson. I really liked Zach Wilson coming out of BYU. I, yeah. hell, I, I think he might have even been my number one quarterback if you go back in my Twitter and look at it. Um, got to admit you're wrong. Got to be able to move on. You got to cut your losses. Now, everyone's giving Kyle Shanahan a lot of hell as they should. But I look at the way the Brock Purdy situation was handled with Trey Lance and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers came together and realized. We made the wrong decision. It's time to move on. We have a better option. We have a solution. So that's been the Broncos' biggest problem, right? Tons of problems, zero solutions. And we've just been making problem after problem. The Broncos got dissed a little bit last week, Tom, when the pro football analytic nerds, right, all of us, apparently gave them a bad grade for last year's draft class now i was a little confused by that especially when you've got an all pro like marvin mims or pro bowler excuse me a pro bowl returner but i think the drafts lately have been trying to produce some guys right you look at quinn miners on the offensive line you look at a baron browning a jonathan cooper those upsides pat sertan um could argue those picks alone saved george payton's job yeah. What say you about the draft this year and the person that says, Tom, the Broncos do not need a quarterback in the first round. They need to build the offensive line. They need a new pass rusher. We could use another corner. What do you say to that fan? Because I am so emphatic that they need a quarterback in the first round. Well, I mean, I can see that point, right? Because they've got so many holes at key positions and they might even have more. Like when they start to trade some of these players to get under the cap and get some draft capital you might see more holes so part of that thinking for me is okay you don't get a quarterback this year you try and get one next year and i don't know maybe next year's draft class is terrible i have no idea what i'm saying is you that gives you another year of that window when you have that quarterback on a rookie contract as you're already starting to build up you get you get a young left tackle you get a young edge rusher you you build up your your team as a young team and that, that then they kind of grow together and you have that, you know, fifth year 
option of your quarterback on a rookie contract, you get that five-year window. Whereas if you do it now, you know, you still got to build up. It might take a couple of years, two or three years before you're really ready to start contending. And by then you've got to start thinking about, oh man, we've got to, we've got to extend this quarterback that we found in the first round, which is fine. You, 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 you know, that's a great problem to have. You need to extend your, your star quarterback, but I can see that. I can see why they're saying that, but at the same time, you have to get a quarterback for the future because that's what has been happening this whole time. You've found all these retreads. You've traded for one that didn't work out. You need to, you need to find one that is going to be able to compete in this now very tough AFC West from my perspective. That's just it. And I said it on my social media after the Super Bowl. I'm like anything less than drafting a first round quarterback is kicking the can down the road because you're in the AFC West because you have to play the Kansas City Chiefs um, who are going nowhere. They remain atop of that mountain and I absolutely hate it. But that's what you get when you get this this head coach and this quarterback who have seemingly figured it out. Uh, the rest of the pieces are starting to come back together. There's even a rumor out there, right, that Eric Bieniemy might be coming back as offensive coordinator to the Kansas City Chiefs, a move that would make a lot of sense. Um, if you're in another division, if you've got some time to burn, if you're just you know spinning those wheels, go for it. Take a left tackle. Take a pass rusher. I'm not suggesting that the Broncos draft any quarterback. But I think we're we're all trying to guess who Sean Payton likes. And they're probably the top three that he really likes. And Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. Now, can the Broncos maneuver themselves to get one of those quarterbacks? A lot of the experts seem to think so. At least every day there's a new mock draft coming out, Tom, saying which Broncos quarterback is going to be the future in this draft. And um, it's fascinating. I think it's exciting. I don't get mad about somebody that likes a quarterback that I don't or or want to shoot a guy down, um, even Penix. It's exciting to have these conversations because we feel, I think we're starting to believe that this is really going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. And then the, the problem is, you risk if you risk it all to move up to get your quarterback and he doesn't pan out, man, you're in a lot of trouble. It's one thing to have been bad enough that you're sitting there at one, two, or three, and you get you get to your choice. But the Broncos have the, to make the decision: do they love a quarterback enough to go and get him? Right, and then we've seen it. We've we've seen it happen plenty of times. Uh, Robert Griffin the third. You know, there's plenty of quarterbacks that have been traded up for Trey Lance that didn't pan out. That's gonna that's gonna be the <laughs> for me. You better hit. That's all I got to say. If you're gonna trade up and go get your quarterback, it better be the right guy because the Broncos have already in a hole with draft mm. picks and ca salary cap. So you better hit on it because if you don't, man, it's another. It's going to be a decade before you see a winning season. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Oh, and the Broncos can't afford that. Mike Edel coming in with a very generous $10. Thank you, Mike. Saying, hey, Thomas and Luke, great show. JJ makes me nervous with his former coach, Harbaugh, at the Chargers. Also seems like Crazy Jim has really been pimping him. Go MHH. <laughs> Go MHI. Oh, man, Mike. That Yeah, that's interesting. What do you guys make of the, the JJ McCarthy and Harbaugh maybe in the same division? Um, I don't think Sean Payton would be very happy about that. Now, do I think that would automatically exclude J.J. McCarthy from the Broncos quarterback exploration, hunt, search, whatever it is? 
No, I th- I think you have to be willing to turn over every rock, look under every everything in this search. You have to get this right, and you have to get it right now. There will be other opportunities later, but if you trade up and get rid of those opportunities, you would damn well better hit. And that is why Sean Payton was brought here. This has always been the plan. It's always been the plan to get rid of Russ and have Sean Payton come in here and finally draft the Broncos franchise quarterback. Um, Look, Mike, I think he's an excellent prospect. I like J.J. McCarthy. Would I be upset if he came to the Broncos? No, I don't think I would, especially if he was hovering around 12. Maybe the Broncos trade back a little bit. Maybe we get something else. Maybe Sean Payton fleeces the world. I don't know. But if there's a guy that thinks he could do it, it's Sean Payton. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not really sure why you would be nervous unless you think that Jim Harbaugh knows he's not going to pan out and he's trying to get people to, he's trying to drum up some, uh, you know, some trickery there. But for he's me, a snake. He's, I don't, I mean, I think the Broncos, <laughs> they'll trust their evaluation of JJ McCarthy and they'll take him if they like him. It really won't matter. I think once they're in the division together, all bets are off. They're not going to, I mean, McCarthy's not going to take it easy on on Harbaugh because he was his coach or anything. So I don't really worry about it. I worry that if he's not the you know the right guy, I worry that he you know he doesn't have the skills in the NFL and he's going to be a flop. That's what I worry more about than than uh, having someone in the same division. In fact, it might even make you know it more important for JJ McCarthy to go out there and beat his old you know his coach, his old coach. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why, uh, why, other than Harbaugh liked him as a, a player and a person, like he's out there trying to drum up, drum up more, uh, you know, draft business, so to speak, for him. Other than that, I, I'm not really sure why he's uh, why he's saying some of the things he's saying. Because he's a weirdo, dude. Jim Harbaugh yeah, is, is a weird dude. I've been saying it for years. He is a weird dude. He knows football. But, man, when you look at some of the things that he's done as a head coach at Michigan or college and recruiting and stuff like that, I just I shake my head as a grown man and just think, what are you doing? Uh, Phil McLaughlin, our guy coming in here. What's up, Phil? Really appreciate all the support, man. Hopefully you're doing well. Happy Valentine's Day, Broncos country. Uh, Good evening, Thomas Luke and Deacon Scott. I see that we signed Jonas Griffith to a one-year deal. Do you think he's a replacement for Josie Jewell? Hashtag Buckham, MHH for life, and go Broncos. Phil, appreciate you so much. Phil, getting us back on track, right? We're, we're quarterback daydreaming over here. I'm talking a bunch of crap about AFC West opponents and head coaches. Um, Jonas Griffith today, Tom, right before a couple hours, signed a, yep. right before we got on air, signed a one-year $985,000 deal per Mike Kliss to return to the team. The only problem, he suffered two season-ending injuries and hasn't played since 2022. Is this a depth move, or is this replacing Josie Jewell? Like Phil has asked that question. Uh, well, from my perspective, it's depth, right? Because you can't rely on him to be healthy, unfortunately. Uh, so you can't rely on him to really to be that starter. Yes, he was penciled in to be the starter. In fact, he was going to be the starter. Then he was lost for the season because he got that knee injury. So they they did like the past regimes have liked him. I think this, you know, what they're paying him, I think it's a good for depth special teams, but you can't rely on somebody that has not been able to be on the field for the last two seasons for any, uh, you know, significant amount of time. I think that they are hoping Drew Sanders is that replacement for Josie Jewell. They draft him in third round for a reason. I think they hope that he can make that step. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's a, it's a depth move, especially for what they paid him. I mean, they, they got him for what, 900 and, eighty thousand dollars or something like that for a year good special yeah. teams guy you can't rely on him so I, i'm they bet joan uh drew sanders better be the replacement for jewel from my perspective uh before jonas griffith jonas griffith is an athletic specimen and a freak he is like when you watch that man you're like dude this guy there's something about him i can't wait to see him play and then bad luck happens snake bitten yep. whatever i mean he was like the only guy that was him and Tim Patrick, right? Immune from the good luck health bug this year over at our health training right. center, right? Like those were the only two guys I'm being facetious, but um, no, I think it's a depth move. It's I'm okay with it. He yeah. reminds me a lot of just like a, a thoroughbred 
that is just like he, he's so athletic, he's so intense, he's so like Von Miller, right? Remember when Von Miller was all beasted up and he put on weight and was looking like a like a pro wrestler, even right? But there's too much muscle. There was too much there. His body didn't wear right. He didn't he didn't carry it right. I wonder about that with Jonas Griffith sometimes because the guy is a he's a workout warrior. He he's dedicated to his craft. Bad yeah. luck. I don't know. It's tough. Uh, Phil coming in back to back. What's up, Phil? Thanks, man. Really happy to read that Tom Jackson is presenting. Who? Who's this guy, Tom? <laughs> I love that pick, man. Randy Gratishar at Hall of Fame. Dude, Tom yeah. Jackson, Randy Gratishar, Thomas Hall. Talk to me, man. This was something right before we went on air. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna. I've been saving this conversation for you, also. Randy yeah. Gratishar in the Hall of Fame, baby. Here we go. Well, first of all, I love the Tom Jackson presenting him pick. That is amazing. I love Tom Jackson uh, as a player and as an announcer. I think he's gonna do an amazing job at presenting <laughs> Randy Gratishar. I think it. I just. I'm looking forward to it wholeheartedly. This is an amazing day. I mean, the day that he actually got the vote. Because if you if you watch the vote, two seniors or one senior and one coach co contributor didn't make the cut. So it wasn't the rubber stamp that we all thought it was going to be. They didn't make the cut. They're not in the Hall of Fame. Randy Gratishar did. So it is a huge day for Broncos fans. It's fine. You finally got somebody from one of the most iconic defenses of the past, Orange Crush, one of the best defenses that was out there in history, into the Hall of Fame. One player. Finally. It's a big day. It's a really big day. Um, and it's deserving. I mean, he's deserved it for a long, long time. Should have been in a long time ago. One of the better inside linebackers of all time. He, you know, he ranks up there pretty high with many of the greats. So, uh, I'm, I'm happy that he's, he's still here with us and able to enjoy it. His family's able to enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great, I think it's going to be a great in introduction speech. It pissed me off in the Super Bowl when it showed like his picture of his playing days with all the other finalists, right? And his picture was in black and white. I'm like, <laughs> leave it to leave it to the NFL to snub him somehow, right? Orange Crush, you can't even put that color, the orange jersey in there. I mean, for crying out loud, folks, it's Randy Gratishar. I mean, the man pretty much invented the sack, right? Like that's that's where we're at. Um now, super, super cool. Wanted to bring that up. Phil, thank you so much, man. That was That's some good news on this Valentine's Day. We want to give love. Let's give some love to Randy Gratishar, man, because uh, it's time we, we put that official stamp on that man's name, right? And we need to immortalize that man's that man's game. Um, so cool. Got to got to see him at training camp. I know you missed him by just a day or two yeah. last yeah. year, Tom, but I uh, got to see Randy as, as well as the rest of Broncos country out there, man. And, and Tom, your work, your work in getting these guys in the hall, man, you, you are seriously a champion in Broncos country. Y'all owe Tom a little bit of respect for some of that <laughs> effort. Look at the man's hoodie. David coming in here, a 499 super. You got to move up for a quarterback, hit on him, or be in a hole for the next three or more years. David, that's exactly it, man. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking about one of Kyle Shanahan's interviews heading into the Super Bowl. I mean, it took him four years to get back, right? They had Jimmy Garoppolo. They thought they'd be going back with Trey Lance. And then it's Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, leading him to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's how crazy things can be. Um, the Broncos have to hit. You're exactly right, David. I think that Sean Payton has an idea. I think he's formulating a plan. And I think there are probably two to three guys he really, really likes. Maybe one or two of those guys would surprise us. I see in the chat right now, some folks are saying, Jaden Daniels isn't a Sean Payton guy. Um, and that argument, you can definitely have that argument. I think you could have that argument with just about any quarterback prospect or draft prospect coming out of college. The beauty is trying to find the guys that are willing to adapt, that are willing to grow, that are willing to advance their game. Those are the guys that truly make it in this NFL. Yeah, and, you know, the thing of it is, is what would have happened to, you know, if 49ers had missed on, like they missed on trail lines, but didn't find Mr. Irrelevant? Because that's a, that is luck right there. They lucked into that, and that's why they're back in the Super Bowl. So, like I said earlier, if you trade up or whatever, if you can't, mm, you can't miss. I disagree. That's not luck. I think sometimes you try, ah, it's there's some luck involved, Tom. You got me. You, you got me, Thomas Hall, folks. He got me. There's some luck involved, and here's what I mean. Yeah. 
right? You try to, and I joke with you all the time. We, we, we give each other zingers back and forth, right? I'll be like, Tom, give me your bet. And you kind of hedge your bet. Well, so do the Shanahan's. They like to hedge their bets too. What do I mean by that? I'm thinking about Mike in Washington, right? With RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Um, obviously, different situation when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, but the more darts you're throwing at that board, right? Maybe one of them you do stumble into a little bit. Um, but at a certain point, Tom, to your point, there's it's been expensive to make a lot of those moves. It's been expensive to wait and try to get other guys and free agents in and, and wave goodbye to others. I mean, is the lease shortened for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch over there in San Francisco right now? I mean, the, the owners, they're kind of looking at it a lot like the Broncos ownership of, okay, here are the chips. We're all in. Do something. They have yet to get that ring. Well, at least they've gotten close. <laughs> I mean, they've they've went to the Super Bowl, so I wouldn't I would not uh, jump ship on them yet. They've put together good teams. They've won a lot of games. They've been to the Super Bowl twice. Unfortunately, you know, the, it. I, I not mean, good. It, it's tough to not go good up against enough. Kansas City. Kansas City's a good team. You got a great quarterback. So yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. It's disappointing, it's not but. Good. It's not good enough, Tom. They're firing the defensive coordinator today, bro. Uh, can yeah. we get can the Broncos? Can we hire Steve Wilkes? Do they want yeah. VJ? Can we give him VJ? Send Vance South there to the Bay? I would take Steve Wilkes, seriously, because you're exactly right, Tom. I mean, NFC championships, NFC West. I mean, these are these are big things that the Broncos have yet to even be in the conversation, right? And all of a sudden, we're just wanting to throw some guys, kick them to the, the side of the road. I saw an interesting thing on X before we hopped on, Tom, and it was saying maybe Mike Vrabel would be interested in a San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator position, considering the last two defensive coordinators for the Niners, with the exception of Steve Wilkes, have gotten head coaching positions right. in D'Amico Ryans and Robert Sala. What do you think about that? What do you think about Mike Vrabel to San Francisco? I would, yeah, I would love him here in Denver, right? Hell I mean, yeah, I would. Tom! I would, yes, you know, let's I go. I am not a, I am not a Vance Joseph fan. I know there was a win streak where people are jumping back on the bandwagon. I've never been a big fan We're of back. Vance Joseph. I would take, yeah, Mike Vrabel's a great choice. I, I think he's a, I mean, Hell and yeah. on top of it, he's been a solid head coach. I know they let him go in Tennessee, but. He has been a pretty solid head coach. You take that type of experience, that type of knowledge, that time of game day preparation, that type of getting players in the right position. I would, yeah, if I were the 49ers, why not? Why not hire him? I don't know who they're going him, for, but why I'd not? i pay him in, in Copenhagen and, and curse words because <laughs> that man is absolutely a, building, uh, a man that I want in the building, a coach in the building. Now, remember last year when I was telling you, Sexy Rexy. He's my guy. I want Rex Ryan. I want Rex Ryan. And then you and Broncos country. Well, hang on a second. That's a big personality. You already got one, right? You love Luke. You love Sean Payton so much. You already got a big personality. Do you really want to turn this into a circus? Do you want to turn this into hard knocks? Yeah, I do. Because there's still a possibility that the Broncos could still be on hard knocks. Rex Ryan got turned down for the Cowboys gig, right? Uh, Mike Zimmer, defensive coordinator down there in Dallas. It's it's going to be interesting to see choice. how this. Yeah, it, uh, mm, I okay. like Mike Zimmer as a defensive coordinator. I think it was a great choice for the Cowboys. Ah, great. I think great is a little great. I mean, look at what <laughs> how he left the Vikings, and I'll stop you right there. Great. Now, historically, has Mike Zimmer done and had success and, and and done some good things in this league? Yes, specifically with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but since then, Tom, I, I got a problem with Mike Zimmer. I mean, I know Coach Prime liked him. He's hovering a little bit in Boulder, but come on, Mal. Yeah, I, I mean, not a great head coach. No, but I think he's a solid defensive coordinator pick for the Cowboys. I really do. I uh, I, I think he'll do okay there. Now, w will he get the Cowboys over the hump? Probably not. He's not going to get them into the Super Bowl contention, but uh, – there's there's something wrong. I think the I think that's more Jerry Jones than than the coaches yeah. really meddling and whatnot. Although, but the coach is a, is a big goof too. You know, he's a big lump of potatoes. That McCarthy, I I Bill Belichick is going to be going to Dallas next year, right? In 2025, so? we're going to get there. I well, I, here's what I think. I think that conversation is going to be Jerry's baby all year because he gets to fall back on that. 
I think he put those little teasers out there like, oh, I think it'd be great to work with Bill. And I have yeah. all the faith in the world and McCarthy and Dak. And it's like, no, you don't. You just took out an insurance policy on, on all of us in, you yeah. know, the media, fans, speculation, because the second that McCarthy loses the game, the second that something controversial happens in Dallas, people are going to bring up Belichick. Can you watch? It's going to happen. ESPN, Fox, they're already sinking their teeth into it. It's February, it's Valentine's Day. Turn on one of the, the major outlets. They're still talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, though, Tom, because I'm like you, man. Vance Joseph, fine. He's a nice guy. He's a decent coordinator. I would still really like to upgrade at the defensive coordinator position, and that's probably my biggest concern other than quarterback is that Sean Payton's okay with Vance Joseph. He's he's fine with it. And it's right. like, no, you had Rob Ryan for all those years, and you're okay with Vance Joseph? Yeah. I'm not okay with it. I don't know why he is. I don't know why he's giving him another shot because the defense didn't didn't get better. I, I think it had a stretch where it was better, but it wasn't great. Um, Jeremy Sean's coming in, loved the Jim Leonard hire. I do too. When they Hell lost yeah, Christian Jeremy, Parker, I was a little I was up, I was a little bit kind of like, why are they letting Christian Parker out of the building? Right. Like the, he seemed like he's an up and coming coming coach. It's gonna have more opportunities later. Why are they letting him go so easily? Then they got Jim Leonard, which I I really like. I mean, uh, I, and he has a little bit of ties to to Denver as well. So, uh, yeah, Jim Leonard here, man. Jeremy, Tom, Scott, I've been living on a rock, right? Like, I'll I'll do some scouting, but I'm not a huge college football fan per se. I had no idea that Jim Leonard was uh, defensive coordinator for the Badgers up there in Wisconsin. I mean, the last six years, that's what he's been doing. Prior to that, he was the DB coach up at Wisconsin. And 2012, right? He's with the Denver Broncos. He was an undrafted safety, if memory serves. Yeah, safety, um, yeah. In 2012, that has that that's right. 2012, Tom, that has to be Josh McDaniels era, right? No, that was John, that was John Fox. He he came in and oh, uh, okay. under John Fox in 2012. Yeah, and he was the right. he was the punt returner. When John Fox was worried that uh, I think it was Trenton Holiday was going to fumble, so Jim Leonard would go back there and catch it, sure our hands, and uh, yeah, no, that was uh, yeah, John Fox brought him in. Well, as if Jim Leonard needed anything like else to drag him down, didn't he wear like a really ugly number, like 37, 30, like something 36. weird? He was too. 36 with the Broncos. I think he bounced yeah. around different numbers. Yeah. Yeah. He was with, I remember when he was with the Jets, I think even. Um, remember watching Buffalo, him play. Jets. Yeah. Yeah. He's, around he got around. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Denver, man. Um, coming into Denver. Jeremy's exactly right, man. Maybe an under the radar prospect. Because that's something else. I mean, Sean Payton needs to develop coaches too, assistants specifically. Right. Because when these guys, in theory, have success, they usually get promotions and become head coaches, and then there are holes to fill. Say what you want about Kyle Shanahan, he's been able and John Lynch to fill some of those holes. They've been able to develop some guys. Now, some guys haven't worked out, right? I'm thinking of Scangarello. I don't even know where he's at these days. Rich Scangarello. I know he's college. still. A is he? Yeah. So I, I can think, think about I guys like, yeah, I think about guys like Rich and I, and then I think about some other cats that are getting opportunities, right? You're thinking about uh little Callahan, right. And, and, and stuff like that. And some of the, some of the ties, it's just crazy how life goes full circle. Tom, I saw somebody in the, in the stream here say, you know, we're talking about Elway handing over the Lombardi trophy and talking about Broncos country being mad at him and all that sort of stuff. And somebody goes, man, John Elway, he wasn't even playing by the time I came around. And I'm like, oh, man, that's right. We have a whole new generation of, of Broncos yep. country fan who only know John, the executive. Oh, you know, only know John on the Segway on YouTube, you know, good for you, but all those, <laughs> right. those great little things, right? I mean, John, John's a treasure. He is the Duke of Denver for a reason. And speaking of, of dudes, absolute dudes, our guy, Naj, we got to meet Naj, crack a cold pop with him. Uh, hope to do that again this, this fall, man. Hey brothers, I just wanted to show some appreciation. No idea when we'll beat the Chiefs again. So I have to just keep watching replays for a while. Always hoping for the best. Be well. Nosh, thank you so much, man. Your energy and your support. You absolutely kick ass. Um, Broncos are going to beat the Chiefs again next year. 
I hope, I hope it's when it matters. I hope it's in the postseason, right? Like I'm okay, right? If you you have a couple ugly losses to them, but if you can, they were close. They were so close, Tom. And I think if they can somehow rally, figure out who they want to be. I don't know if Sean Payton's going to institute the no social media policy, Naj, that he first came in with. Remember that? Remember when he came in and we're not going to say anything. We're just going to be quiet and we're going to be hard workers. And today, I think I saw Nick Benito taking a shot at a fan account on on X or something like that. You've seen Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons going at it with the guys on the radio here in Denver. I mean, it's a bad look. Either way, you slice it. Uh, but the worst look, Naj is right. Those damn Kansas City Chiefs, Tom, they're not going anywhere. No. No, and, you know, the the they're getting the band back together, so to speak, because they're going for a three. And you, I just hope that they have a really big hangover, you know, and uh, because I don't see the Broncos getting better right away. I mean, and like I said on the show last week, you weren't here. I said if they can they hit on a quarterback and they hit on like an edge rusher or something, then, yeah, maybe they can they can jump up a little bit. But I think they might take a step back next year. So if they beat the Chiefs, awesome. I hope they do. And I hope they the Chiefs have a hangover from the back-to-back Super Bowls and the Broncos can can do something with that. It'd be great. Uh, but I don't know. Like like Naj said, watching replays of old games from when I remember as a kid and everything is a heck of a lot more fun than watching them right now. Yeah, and those damn Kansas City Chiefs, right? Hopefully, you know, maybe we can pray. Let's pray for a breakup. All right, that can, that can muddy the waters out there in Kansas City, a public breakup, like, I don't know, between a famous pop singer and one of the best tight ends in NFL history. That that might muddy the waters a little bit. Um, look, I think Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes have somehow find, found out a really good way to operate, not only the team, but distractions. I mean, Pat Mahomes, I can't imagine the amount of distractions that that guy has. And I'll be honest, I think he's an idiot. I think he's kind of a punk. Um, he's damn sure one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play. Now, I don't think he's a bad guy or anything like that, but he drives me crazy. I think he's kind of a punk. Uh, I think he could carry himself a little better. But when you're the champ, you get to do whatever you want, right, Tom? I mean, you you carry that belt. You kind of get to do what you want and puff your chest out. Um, he's one of the hardest workers for sure, but you do wonder. I mean, like with every dynasty, with every rise, eventually comes a fall. And Broncos yeah, country, we've experienced that fall for a long time. I mean, we we were almost, right, we weren't the back-to-back champs or anything like that. But remember when the Broncos ran this division? Maybe some of you yep. weren't alive when that happened. It actually did. Or Peyton owned, the sheriff owned these Badlands, and the Broncos need to get back to it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not a situation where you see, uh, you know, the New England Patriots reign. Hopefully it's short-lived. The Broncos get back on top and, you know, the Chiefs fall back for some reason. But, yeah, I mean, I don't – I think Pat Mahomes is – you were talking about Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I, he's just a weird guy to me. I don't know. But he can play football. He's yeah. a great quarterback. I mean, I'll, I'll give him respect for being a great quarterback because that's what he is. Yep. But I hate that he's in the same division as the Broncos for sure. But the Broncos, maybe they find maybe they find their quarterback and they can compete going forward. that's what you got to hope for, right? You got to hope for, you know, that John Elway or that Peyton Manning, somebody that can bring you uh, back into relevancy. Well, and I think the pressure just went up for Sean Payton. It didn't get, it didn't get go down where it's like, Oh, well, yeah, you're playing against Pat Mahomes, Sean. (laughs) What can you do? No, no, this franchise traded for the rights to have Sean Payton because they believe this man can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They believe the Broncos can become the best team in the NFL. And that, that excites me. Now, whether or not that's going to happen, that remains to be seen. But, you know, thank God the Broncos have an ownership group that are willing to invest in this team. That's one thing you can say about the Walton Penner ownership group as we start to get to know them, right? Where it's still a weird it's not a transition, but the fan base, the ownership, it takes time, right? For everybody to get to know each other before the, the fans can say, we love the Walton Penners. And before the Walton Penners can say, we love Broncos country. Um, but they're, they're putting in the work. And I absolutely like that because not all owners are doing that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not super high on the Chargers right now. I don't think that they're going to be anything to be afraid of. I really don't. 
Um, Michael Ricchio coming in here real quick. Great show tonight, Thomas and Luke on the Mile High Insiders and Go Broncos. We've been wrapping Super Bowl leftovers. We've been talking Broncos quarterbacks in the draft. A um, little bit of Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. We, we've addressed that, right? Toothpaste isn't going to go back in the tube. Those two cannot coexist. But, Tom, Valentine's Day, right? Do you have any Valentine's Day do's or don'ts? For anyone out there, right? It's it's seven o'clock mountain right now. Some folks are getting ready for a big date. What's a Thomas Hall do and a Thomas Hall don't on this special Valentine's Day? You know, I there's a uh, I love watching the movie always. Like my wife and I do it most of the time on Valentine's Day. It's an old nineteen. It's from the eighties. Always, uh, it, it's a great movie. It's a it's kind of a romance, but it's also it's just a great movie. So that's a definitely do. If you haven't seen Always. Watch it with your significant other. It's a cool movie. It's fun. It's great. Good, good actors in it and everything. Uh, don't, I don't know. Don't be an idiot, I guess. <laughs> don't do something stupid on holiday on, on Valentine's day. You know, Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the only thing I have. Don't, don't get drunk and drive or something like that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a given. And sometimes it needs to be said though. Right. Cause there are a lot of, a lot of foolish yeah. choices out there. I would say a do for sure, man. Like uh, I would say, I think flowers are, are a do for me in our house. It's a do like I look forward to getting up in the morning, get my wife some flowers, get my daughter some flowers. I like having flowers in the house. Hell, the dogs like having flowers in the house. They're going around. They smell the flowers and stuff. I think that's a good do. Um, a don't. I will tell you uh, the worst don't or, or stay away from this on Valentine's Day. Don't make your significant other do the dishes. Right. It's yeah. one day. <laughs> it's one day. Do them yourself. Get them done um leave them for tomorrow get them done the next day they can wait dishes can wait just one evening have a decent time whatever that is spend some time with your significant other your family friends it's not just a couple's day but yeah dishes man i hate that tom dishes can wait don't do the dishes yeah. on valentine's day i'm with you i, I don't like doing the dishes <laughs> anytime but uh yeah go go uh let them sit have some fun enjoy, oh, enjoy look at, each other i guess look at look at dave coming in here with his valentine's day don't don't <laughs> use your ex's name yeah that's a <laughs> that's a good one and the todd's coming right back in here doubling down don't give her sister compliments either yeah, yeah that's, that's not. <laughs> no yeah some do, some do's and some don'ts um yeah. and then obviously we're, we're having a light funny moment right but thoughts and prayers to everyone in kansas city out there and, and the tragedy that uh, unfolded today as we start to learn about some of the aftermath and um, this crazy times, folks, we, we need to take care of each other. We need to be more patient with one another. We all have our opinions. Lord knows I do. But um, first and foremost, I think compassion goes a long way, Tom. It's something that I've learned in, in my life. Instead of trying to judge, instead of trying to react, try to show some compassion to those that need it. Um, yeah. Lord knows I've needed it in my life. A lot of times I still need it. And it's always those that are patient with me and compassionate that I appreciate the most. Yeah, absolutely. And don't, yeah, the, the, you, you see it all the time. Like they use it as a, a tactic for whatever their, you know, beef is or whatever, but you know, let's, let's show some compassion first and, yeah. and then, you know, later get into your, your uh, side of the political aisle or whatever it may be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's coming, right? It's that one of those years. So let's let's really lean into this sports thing. Let's really lean into Wednesday nights here on MHI where we don't cut others down. We we build them up, man. It's one thing I really like about this show, Tom. We always celebrate people's success. And uh, sometimes it's our own. Sometimes it's our friends who get promotions. Sometimes it's our friends who, you know, need thoughts and prayers. Uh, that's what this show does, man. So if you, if you need anything, please reach out to us also on, on X. You can follow Tom at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. If you'd love to have a conversation about the draft, about football, or just about good old life, you need to say hello. DM us. Slide into the DMs, as the kids would say. Right? I don't. I don't know, Tom. I'm in my 30s now. I probably shouldn't be trying to keep up with those kids. But it's been a fun <laughs> Valentine's Day edition of MHI, man. As we're trying to figure out, is Sean Payton in hot pursuit of love with a new rookie quarterback? Is he going to try to mend fences with Russell Wilson, or are we going to kick the can and rekindle an old flame in Jameis Winston? That remains to be seen. Well, one thing that I would say pretty confidently is there's not going to be a rekindling of 
the Russell Wilson and Sean Payton marriage. I, I just don't see it happening. I think I know that they're talking about it, they're throwing it out there that it can be a restructure and he'll stick around. I just don't think they can coexist. I just I don't see it. And I think if if Russell Wilson wants to go rekindle his career, if he can, it'd probably be best to move on. Yeah, that toothpaste isn't going to go back in the tube. Russ doesn't like Sean. Sean doesn't like Russ. It is what it is. It'll be interesting to see where Russell Wilson ends up. Again, those reports out there for me and Rappaport that the Broncos are keeping all options on the table at quarterback, including the possibility of reopening with talks with Russ about restructuring on the table. Of course, that's going to happen. It's to be expected. I don't think we're breaking any news, but look, Russ isn't going to be a Bronco. We know that. He knows that. Um, Raj, I see you, or Raj, excuse me, Naj, I see you in the chat. Look at my guy from CSU, Holker, as a tight end, man. Maybe a, a potential steal for the Broncos, a project, but um, lots of good players to be had in this upcoming draft. He is Thomas Hall, Scott Kennedy on the ones and twos. I'm Luke Patterson. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Head on over to the mothership at Mile High Huddle. Give us a follow. Um, reach out to Tom at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Reach out to Scott at Scout Kennedy. Broncos for breakfast will be back in the morning. Um, you can catch all of our friends every 6 p.m. Mountain show here on MHH. Broncos country, here we go. This is the way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.